Hi, my name is Beth, and I am the host of the Seeking Light podcast. In a world that presents us with growth and challenges, there is tremendous light. And this podcast is a source of light through scriptural insights that I have gained through the years. Come join me as I share light in a world that can sometimes be confusing. Okay, I'd like to welcome all of you to today's interview. Um, This interview came to me through my sister-in-law, Jill. Thank you, Jill. Um, She shared with me that there was somebody that she thought had a really wonderful story and that I would enjoy interviewing. And her name is Precious Lawson. And um, she's at BYU, Idaho. And so I reached out to Precious and she said, yes. And so Precious, welcome to the podcast. Hello. (laughs) Okay. So Precious, before we get started, I want to know about your name. How did your parents pick your name? Oh, so from my dad's story, he said that it was because like, you know, they were expecting me a little early and I came really late. So they were really worried. And so when I came out, it was just like, like precious, like a miracle. So yeah. (laughs) Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about where did you grow up? So I grew up in Lagos, Nigeria. So I grew up in a, a barrack and it's where a lot of uh, military family live. Um, and so my dad and my mom uh, served in the military for Nigeria. And so we lived in a place for like military families. So did you have, were you the oldest? How many siblings do you have? I have four other brothers. I have one older um, he is 26 and I have three younger. Um, and then it's 17, 10, and seven. So what are some of your memories of your childhood? What, what are some things that you remember about the barracks and about school and that kind of stuff? I, I just remember having so much fun with my brother because most of my childhood was spent with my older brother because the rest were like still well, the 10 and seven-year-old were not there yet, but I remember like, you know, going out and playing. We didn't really have a lot of electricity, so like technology wasn't like the main focus. We just like go out and have fun and play tag, and it was really fun. Um, one of my favorite memories is hunting snails. So during raining season, there's like big snails just like out and about and um we loved to like hunt the snails and like my older brother would make them and would all eat it for like dinner it was really cool (laughs) you would eat snails for dinner yeah (laughs) (laughs) so were the barracks were they cement were they wood were they metal what were they they were like like normal buildings, they, they were like bricks. We call them blocks, like cinder blocks. And so they were made of cinder blocks and it was like a gated community, but like a city. It's like a city that's gated because it was very huge. It was a big place. It was like its own community, but for people who served in the military because there's like hundreds of families. So who would take care of you and your brother um, while your parents were serving? So some, because it's like very, it's like almost like an apartment 
like you know a college apartment and so like our neighbors were just right next door and so we would go over to our neighbors um some of the women were like stay at home some of the dads were stay at homes and they would invite us to like have dinner or like do stuff with them so it was just like a joint community where we all just lived together and everyone's just taking care of everyone's um children so it was really nice it was a very loving community so what happened in your family's life that moved you to the united states my dad wanted to further his education and he thought it was a great idea for everyone to like move um to the u.s um but my dad didn't really do a lot of research about the United States. So he, when he came here, like he didn't have, like his degree didn't apply. So he had to start from the very beginning. Um, it was very scary at first, it was terrifying. He actually did consider going back to Nigeria, but he did not, <laughs> which is really great because I really like life here too. So. <laughs> okay, so um, what, what was your dad, what, what was he majoring in? What had he had a degree in Nigeria? I mean, he was in the military, but what, what did he have his schooling in? Uh, he had a master's degree. I don't necessarily know exactly, but he teached uh, other surgeons in like uh, the theater, the operating theater. And he worked for ICRC, which is called the International Committee Red Cross. Um, and their headquarters is in Switzerland. And so that's where he worked at and he decided to quit his job and further his education in the US. Um, so that was very, I look at it as like very impulsive then, but I admire him for doing that. I think that's where I get my impulsiveness from. <laughs> um, how did your mom feel when your dad said, we're going to the United States? Uh, she's very excited about it because she's very bored <laughs> of staying in one place and so she was like this is this is great but I think quitting your job is not a great idea because you need a backup plan for your backup plan for your backup plan and so um, she was not she was excited moving but she was not excited that they didn't have like a source of income coming in and we're just going to this unknown place with little money so yeah what state did you come to and how old were you uh texas i we lived in dallas texas for i was 12 then i was turning 13 so in between 12 13 <laughs> and you moved to dallas texas yes so did you have family members there like was someone sponsoring you your family or how did that work no we had no one here my dad just I was like, this would be a great place. <laughs> I just came to Dallas. We had no family here. So no one was also sponsoring us. He just paid uh, because he applied for a school in Dallas, Texas. In order for you to get a visa, you have to at least state in your visa that you're going to attend school. So they give him a student visa. And then the rest of us got an F2, which is called dependent on that student visa. So we're, that's what made us like legally allowed to stay. So we didn't have like a visitor visa. We had a dependent 
student visa. Student visa. Okay. Yes. What did you think coming to Dallas, Texas, starting to go to school there? What were some of your feelings at that age of 12? That's a hard age. That's a, like a sixth grader, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it was very difficult at first. Um, so in Nigeria, we start school at the age of like, once you start speaking. So, which is like one, two years old. And so I was supposed to be a sophomore in high school at the age of 12. And I was like getting ready to graduate from high school. In Nigeria. And so to, yeah. And so when oh I came my. to the U.S., they were like, um, you're too young to be a sophomore. We're putting, we're putting you back to eighth grade. So I was in eighth grade. And um, I wouldn't say that middle school is my favorite experience. I felt really like out of place. And I had this really thick accent. <laughs> I still have an accent, but it was like really bad then. Um, so like a lot of the students are like, oh, I don't understand what you're saying, but I really made I made really good friends in middle school that I still um, keep in touch with. But it was very it was very hard adjusting to to the environment and to school there. It was very different from Nigerian schooling. Did you have a friendship that helped you navigate through that hard time? Did you meet someone that you really connected with that helped you? Yes. Uh, her name is Elizabeth. She invited me to book club um, and she gave me like so many book suggestions. I'm a very book fanatic. I really like reading books. And so I read uh, a lot of books in middle school and high school, which like really helped me like understand stuff and so she was like always there like correcting me and telling me this is what you should say you don't say in school you say at school and it was really nice like she was doing it in a place of love instead of like criticizing my accent or like how I say things which was really nice it really helped me in middle school and high school <laughs> so what did you do in high school did you uh participate in sports did you like drama what did you like to do um I tried to do everything I so I was in chess club book club, oh wow how did you club, do student council <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did pretty okay in all of them I was an average person I really like getting involved I did soccer too um I attempted tennis but gave up halfway because it was very hard I I don't have the I coordination to keep up with the ball. <laughs> so I did not do all with tennis, but overall chess was my favorite. I really like chess. Wow. Chess. That's awesome. <laughs> so did you know what you wanted to do when you were getting ready to finish high school? Did you know where you wanted to go? Did you know what profession you wanted to be in? Yes. I've, I've known since I was six years old. I've just really looked up to my dad like since I could remember um I wanted to I wanted to go into being a pharmacist and then I switched to being a surgeon and then I switched to now I am a nursing major but I know I wanted to be in the medical field I really I saw like how much it like impacted my dad's life helping other people going to like many countries to like help and I wanted to do that. I was like, this just helping people just makes me happier. 
And I was like, nursing will be a great um, career for me because I get like one-on-one -on -one with patients and I can help them with whatever they need. So I picked nursing. Are you, do you do really well in science and math? Yes. <laughs> and I do. <laughs> Lucky <not> do you. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, but I do not do well in English or <laughs> I still struggle with essays. <laughs> oh, okay. So you are finishing high school and what's your plan? What are you going to do? Uh, I just plan on applying for a job because uh, I would get my degree in nursing. So did you, so, was it BYU? Did you have any other choices you wanted to choose? Uh, I just wanted to go. I was very set on a really good school. I wasn't like over an overachiever to apply to Ivy League school, <laughs> but I did apply to the best school in Texas. And I, that's what, that's where my mind was set on at first before BYU. BYU was like a second option. Um, but then I heard more about it from uh, Peter Harris, um, and he talked more about like the school, and and then I dig down and talk to other people, and it was just like a school that resonated with me, the values and things, and just the community is very loving from from what I've been experiencing here, and so I was like, yeah, I'm really glad I chose BYUI. Because I don't see myself having the same experience at like University of Texas at Austin or Texas A&M. Um, uh -huh. so, so yeah, so did, it was not my, sorry. It was not your first choice. Yes, but I really <laughs> like it now. So did your family grow up as a religious family? Not my dad, but my mom was. <laughs> really okay. Just. And what, what, what faith did your mom participate Catholic. in? I was baptized when I was like a month old. Um, I was Catholic from the very beginning. And then we switched church about like 11 times. <laughs> Cause she, she didn't feel the spirit whenever she would go to a church for like a year or two. She's like, that's not it. We were Baptists, we were redeemers. We were, it's called Kirubu and Serafin. It's a very different, it's sort of Christianity but it's more based on like angels. Um, so we switched to different churches and none of it was, was it for us. Did your dad join all those churches or did he just kind of, uh, support you as a, as a family? My dad would attend church. It, it was because he was very busy, like traveling back and forth. He didn't really have time to like be there. Um, but he is very religious, just not in a very unorthodox way, way. So he prays, but he wouldn't necessarily like attend church like every week. <laughs> every week. Yes. So knowing that you were gonna, so who was, first of all, who was Peter Harris? Oh, he's the bishop of my, of my ward. He's not the bishop anymore, but he was a bishop when I first joined uh, the church. Okay, so can you tell your story about finding the gospel? and how yes. that all came about and how old you were and how it's affected your life. Yeah. Uh, so the first time I heard about that was when I was 13. It was like six months after we came to the U.S. Um, 
two missionaries came to knock on our door um, and they were like, we have a Bible for you. Your mom um, ordered the Bible. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. And so she invited them in and they talked. And I was like, that's a little sketchy, like inviting someone in. Um, but she was very fascinated with like different religion. Um, and then she told them to come back another time. They never did the 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 next week, but then two weeks later they they did, but we already moved. So two <laughs> years later, it's I'm 16 and uh we found a different missionary and they came over and they were talking about the gospel again. And um what really resonated with me was like um the plan of salvation because I've always had this fear ever since I was little about like going to like hell and damnation and all this it just triggered it was like an anxiety feeling and it was not like a peaceful feeling and so learning about the plan of salvation and eternal life and like second chances is very comforting because I have a lot of family members that don't have the opportunity to learn about the gospel or live the gospel so it's really nice to know about that um, and then I decided on my own to read the Book of Mormon and it really, it really helped. And then I joined my family to get baptized and we became a member of the church. <laughs> so how long did it take you and your family to decide to be baptized? So my mom was already thinking about it from the first time she heard that was like two, three years ago but she never got in contact with the missionaries because we moved. Um, it took me two months as when, once I finished reading the Book of Mormon and um, praying about it. And, and so. And what about your older brother? Did he also join the church? No, so my older brother is still in Nigeria. Um, so he's not a member of the church, but my little brothers and me and my dad are a member of the church. Oh, your dad joined the church too. Yes. Okay. So how did that come about? Um, my dad, <laughs> my dad is like a religious person. He's just like, doesn't go to church every day, <laughs> every week. Kind of person. Right. And so like, it did resonate with him. I don't personally know his testimony or why he chose to join the church, but he did. <laughs> And he attends church regularly, which is very impressive. <laughs> wow. So what, what did the church do? What did the gospel do for your life? How did it change you? I, I felt so much peace and joy. I, I didn't realize it at first, but over time, I felt like more happy, um, I lost my mom when I was six and then I lost my stepmom when I was 16. And so like, you know, my, when I was six, we didn't know about the gospel. We were in Nigeria. And so it was really, I spent like a whole five years just dread, like dreading about like, my mom didn't receive the gospel. Is she going to go to hell? Am I not going to see her? And, and like, when the missionaries came over and talked about the plan of salvation, I remember that night I was in my room just crying and like saying, thank God, like my mom has like the chance to um, receive the gospel and um, start 
sorry, my voice is like breaking. Um, but yeah, it's it's just really comforting. And overall, like being in the church, people are very supportive. People are very helpful and loving. And I could feel like Heavenly Father's love, like that, like we're, sorry. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm crying. Um, that that we're like loved. I just feel so much love and I'm I'm really grateful for that. I feel, I, I don't know, I can't imagine like living my life now without the gospel and just, it's just crazy. I, I can't see myself like without the gospel. And I'm, I'm really happy and I'm really grateful that my mom was very open-minded to like let them in because I was not willing to let them in. And um, yeah. So she was your stepmom, right? Yes. Yes. And how long after her baptism did she pass away? A month after. Oh, wow. Was it unexpected? Yeah. Yes, it was. Wow. Did the ward support you and give you guys love and comfort during that time? Yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing. I, I remember telling my dad, like, they don't know us. These are like strangers. Why do they care? But it was just so much love. Like they would come visit us. Some of them would bring meals. And I, I don't know. It's just because in Nigeria, <laughs> in Nigeria, we have this mindset that once someone gives you something, you kind of have to like owe them in the future or they will come back to ask. So it was just like, are they going to ask us? for something but they never did they never did they were just always there supporting us some some of them still text me like precious how are you doing how's byui and it's it's just really it's just really amazing wow precious okay so you know when you talk about your stepmom how she just went from faith to faith you know like trying to find faith you know there's when I hear you say that, it's like Heavenly Father was providing a way for you to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ through her. And that's so inspiring and touching. So when you graduate from high school and you decide after talking to your bishop at the time that you're going to go to BYU, Idaho, what was it like moving to Rexburg, Idaho as a young, <laughs> as a young adult? It would have been very terrifying. <laughs> it was it was very terrifying. Um, but I had a lot of support from my young young women's president, um, Sister Topham and Sister Lee, because they recently they recently at that time moved to Utah. And so they were the one who drove me from uh, Salt Lake to um Rexburg. Yeah. Um and when he left, I was like, I don't want to be alone. <laughs> the people here are really nice. <laughs> um, so I felt really, I felt really like at home because of just, there was just so many nice people here. Um, one thing I don't like is the cold. <laughs> I'm still getting used to that. I've never lived in a really cold place. So this, this right now is not great. It's negative seven. I don't like cold weathers. <laughs> So how, ha, how has um, 
whoops, I'm echoing on there. <laughs> um, <laughs> how has being on the campus and being with different classes, professors help build your testimony? So, I think because in, in the class system, we have a prayer when we start lectures and we sometimes have a prayer at the end of lectures, especially during like religion class. And it's like mandatory for you to also take religion class. And so um, currently I'm taking New Testament and I can see like my readings are like helping me like build my testimony. It's just really hard to like drift away from the gospel because it's so ingrained in at, at the school. So like on Tuesdays we have devotionals and we go and listen to like really, really good talks by really intelligent people. And it's just amazing. And it just, you learn new things every day about the gospel, about truths and principles and doctrines. And it's just amazing. It's just amazing. So yeah, it's definitely helped me um, build my testimony just being here. Do you have a specific class that you have enjoyed more than others? Yes. <laughs> um, my lab classes are like my favorite classes to take because they're hands-on. Um, one of them is microbiology and uh, we're just learning about life, but not human life, more like bacterial life. <laughs> it's so interesting. It's like they're something you can't see, but they're there. And it kind of reminds me, it's like, we don't see God, but he's there. And so I, it's, it's a BYU thing to relate everything to the gospel. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like microbiology class. That's my favorite class to take. Okay. So I have to ask you about dating life. How, <laughs> <laughs> how is it at college? How is it? I'm, I've not dated anyone. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty sad. Um, but I hear, I get secondhand <laughs> stories from my roommates. I'm mostly like a driven focus person. I just on academics. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, I've had, I've gone on dates. They've not ended well. <laughs> um, and then Sometimes I just say no to second dates because I'm like, that's not the person. He's <laughs> not the one. <laughs> so how have do you have when you're in the nursing program, does that mean that you have re finished your associates, your prerequisites, and now you're heading into that? Or have you gotten your bachelor's and now you're heading into the nursing? It's just a prereq. And then once I'm done with nursing, then I get a bachelor's. Okay. So with your nursing degree, what do you want to do? Do you want to travel back to Nigeria and help your people there? Or are you wanting to stay here in the United States? What do you, what is your goal with it? My, my goal is to um, work here and gain more experience. <laughs> A plan, my plan is to also work for the same organization as my dad because in some sense it is like travel nursing and it's, they put you in places where like healthcare is really needed. So in like South Sudan, most places in Africa. Um, and so that's my goal, but first I want to get 
experience from really good hospitals in the US so I can know how to better help people um, in Africa or anywhere else in the world, maybe Scandinavian countries, maybe the Middle East or India, just anywhere that needs help. I wanna be there to help them. So I can do that by joining ICRC. <laughs> <laughs> well, Precious, you are a light. You are a beautiful girl and you are doing some amazing things and you've been blessed with some gifts in regards to academics and in areas that I didn't, I struggled, <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, one of the last, the last question I ask those that I'm interviewing is, um, how do you seek light on a daily basis? I seek light from just the little things that I do each day. I, I take into account like the many blessings that I've had over the years. Um, and then just reading the scriptures, starting a day with reading the scriptures, like brings more light into my life, Get up, sparing time because, you know, sometimes it's really hard for like students to be, uh, to have time to read scriptures because of, you know, exams, tests, but like saving time to go to church, go to devotional, have like a family study with your roommates, with your FHE brothers or sisters, it's just a way to like bring more light to your life. And so I, by, by doing those things, I, I just feel so much better and have much light in my life. Well, you are a light. And when you head out there with your degree and you start touching other people's lives, you're going to um, infuse them with light. So I want to thank you so much for taking some time. I know you're a, pre a busy college student, and I want to thank you for sharing a little bit about your life and, um, and your light. So precious. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I am so grateful that you listened to my latest podcast. Please share these episodes with your family and friends. I look forward to being with you again soon. Have a great day.